This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Welcome to the show. It's called Because I Said So. And as the name implies, it's a program about the raising of children, parenting as we now call it in America. And I chose the title, first of all, because it's sort of tongue-in-cheek, because I said so, if you understand what I'm talking about. And secondly, those four words, which are really nothing more than an affirmation of the legitimacy of parental authority— Parental authority is legitimate, after all. It has been assigned to parents by the uh, Lord God himself, so it can't be any more legitimate than that. Uh, Those four words are associated with a traditional and, dare I say, biblical understanding of child-rearing and uh, parental responsibilities. So, because I said so, I'm your host, John Roseman, and I'm not going to belabor my qualifications for doing this show. I want to thank Tim Wildman and all the folks at American Family Radio, especially Devin Patrick, my producer, for their um, work in uh, making the show successful. And I understand that it is successful. There's a lot of people around the country who are, who are listening to it every Saturday afternoon on American Family Radio, Hither and Yon. Uh, It's 6 o'clock Eastern Time, and you know you can do the math from there. I'm getting lots and lots of positive feedback concerning the show, which is a blessing to me. It's a blessing to me to know that it's a blessing to you. So keep those cards and letters. No, they're not cards and letters. We don't do cards and letters anymore, do we, in America? No, we do emails. So keep those emails coming. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, a question, an issue, a topic, please feel free to share it, and I will do my best to get around to it eventually. My website is at John Rosemond, and let me spell that for you, because people just, they they mangle the spelling all the time, which doesn't bother me a bit, but, you know, if you do mangle the spelling, you won't get to the right website. J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E, like the flower, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D. M-O-N-D. Interestingly enough, it's a Polish-Jewish last name. I learned that when I was watching a uh, live production of the Warsaw Ghetto on television when I was a kid. The name Rosemond was in the production, and it was a, a name, the last name of a Jewish person in the production. And uh, I went downstairs and I said, Mom, is, is Rosemond a Jewish name? And she said, well, yes, it is. And the story is that my great-great-great-grandfather Sobieski Kwiatkowski was exiled from Poland in uh, 1832 for revolutionary activities. And it was, yes, I came by it, honestly, and arrived in Wilmington, North Carolina on an Austrian man of war in chains and uh, was taken in by the community of Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, subsequently set up a printing business in Hillsboro, North Carolina, and changed his name to John Rosemond. And I believe, there is no record of this, but I believe that he used the name Rosemond because it was Polish, but it would pass for 
a name. It, it was a name that wouldn't attract uh, attention and, and be an uh, instant red flag that the person in question was a furner. So um, that is a possible reason why he chose the name Rosemond. Anyway, johnrosemond.com. I'm off on one tangent after another, aren't I? I do that sometimes. And upcoming speaking schedule, bookstore, last few of my nationally syndicated newspaper columns, some other things you can find on johnrosemond.com. So I, I am a very busy public speaker, and one of the questions that I get a lot from people at speaking events is, John, do you believe in spanking? Yeah, it's an interesting topic. I, I don't believe in it in the sense that it I, I, I either believe that it is some, uh, you know, parenting thing that is mandated by God, as I have explained many times, and this is being increasingly verified by theologians, the term rod in Scripture, as used in the context of the, of the discipline of children, does not mean a spanking. It definitely does not. It is a metaphorical usage as indicated by the fact that it is preceded by the metaphorical article the, the rod. It is not a rod. It is never a rod in that context. It is the rod. And the rod is a metaphor for God's authority. So what it means is when it says, for example, Proverbs twenty-two fifteen, the rod of discipline will drive it, meaning the foolishness bound in the heart of the child, far from him. It simply means that parental authority that is God-like, I'll put it that way, Parental authority that is an extension of God's authority in our lives. Parental authority that exemplifies God's authority in our lives, directed, in this case, toward the child. It doesn't eliminate a spanking, but it doesn't prescribe one either. So I do say that, and I say that uh, also here's what I know to be the case about spankings. Most American parents botch them completely. The problem is not spanking. The problem is the way people do it. They wait and 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 they threaten and threaten and threaten and threaten and agonize and stress out. And uh, eventually they explode and they come raining down on their child with a spanking that accomplishes absolutely nothing. I mean, it's not discipline. It's chaos. And so do do I believe in spankings? No, I don't believe in them. I don't have a problem with them. But I don't believe that parents who are spanking, the overwhelming majority of them, are accomplishing anything, and they just ought to stop. You know, consistent with that, parents will tell me, well, I spank my child, John. And I'll say, well, how often? Oh, three or four times a week. And I, my, my answer to that, my quip, if you will, to that is, well, you're obviously not getting it. And they look at me kind of strangely stunned, and they say, what do you mean I'm not getting it? And I, I say, well, spankings obviously aren't working. You're spanking three or four times a week. You need to get it that uh, these spankings aren't working, and you need to stop. 
And if you're going to spank your child, you need to learn how to spank in a way that is effective. And, and we can get into that later in the show. I know that at this point, oh, well, how is it effective? Well, it's very simple. You know, an effective spanking, number one, we'll get into it right now. Number one, spanking principle number one, the more often you spank, the less meaningful any given spanking is. But doesn't that make perfect common sense? That children basically, if they are spanked a lot, they immunize to spankings. And these spankings begin to mean nothing. It's like, here we go again. A spanking principle number two, because the word rod in scripture used in the context of the discipline of children is clearly being used metaphorically, clearly, every time the word rod in scripture is preceded by the article the, it is not a reference to a concrete object. It is a metaphorical usage as in, I forget the exact reference, but there is a scripture that talks about the rod of God's mouth. Well, that does not mean that some cylindrical object uh, projects out of God's mouth. The rod in that usage, the rod, means God's authority. And so when the rod is used in the context of the discipline of children, it means that parents are, I'll use a new age term, channeling God's authority toward their children. And uh, the because we are not talking about a concrete object, then you should not spank with a belt, a paddle, a switch, uh, or anything else like that. You spank with your hand. And a practical reason for spanking with your hand is because if you spank with your hand, it hurts. It hurts you. And you will then know when to stop, when you have caused sufficient pain, because you are causing to your hand, your palm, an amount of pain that is equal to the amount of pain that you are causing to your child's rear end. And by the way, that's the only place you should ever administer a spanking to. It is uh, God's very own shock absorber. All kinds of puns are occurring to me now, but I'll share none of them with you. So, uh, yeah, spank with your hand and stop when you've caused yourself enough pain. The, the purpose, by the way, is to cause pain. A, a spanking needs to be meaningful. You know, these swats to the rear end that are, you know, daily, in some cases four or five times a day, are, are just, they're dumb, uh, I don't know if that's a biblical term or not. I don't know if it's found in the Bible. Maybe it is. But anyway, pardon me if it's not a biblical term, but I'll use it anyway. Spanking a child, swatting his rear end four or five times a day, it's just dumb. That's an indication that you, the parent in question, needs to figure out how to effectively discipline this child. They're just flailing around, no pun intended, and accomplishing nothing. If they were accomplishing something, they wouldn't be swatting four or five times a day or spanking three or four times a week. So anyway, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about some interesting research on spanking that was recently written about 
in the Wall Street Journal, which is my favorite newspaper, but every single time the Wall Street Journal talks about the raising of children, they botch it completely. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. It's called Because I Said So. Your host, John Roseman. That's me. And uh, for those of you who uh, might be joining the show, I'm talking about spanking on the show. It's one of those topics that always come up in parenting conversations. And I, I mentioned in the first half of the show that almost invariably at a speaking event, if there is time for Q&A, Someone will ask, John, what do you think about spanking? Or, John, do you believe in spanking? What are your thoughts on spankings? Uh, And so on and so forth. And uh, so, you know, because it seems to be on a lot of people's minds when you talk about the raising of children these days, uh, I thought I'd talk about it on the show. To, To me, this whole conversation in America about spanking has devolved into complete dumbness. Um, on the one hand, it, it's it, the the discussion has devolved into a screaming match between two equally untenable opposite positions. One, the position adopted by the hyper liberal, hyper hysterical left in this country, exemplified by Child Protective Services, one of the most leftist organizations in America, to the effect that any swat to the rear end is child abuse. Uh, No, it's not. I was spanked as a child. I don't feel like I was abused. I'm a rational human being. If I was abused, I would uh, be able to recognize that I was abused. I, I didn't like the spankings. I thought in a couple of instances they were extreme. My stepfather used a belt. I didn't think it was appropriate then. I don't think it's appropriate now. But even though it was inappropriate, it wasn't abuse. It didn't cross that line. Spankings are not necessarily abuse. And by the way, any discipline can be used in an abusive fashion. Uh, talking to a child can be done abusively. Talking about misbehavior. Putting a child in his room can be done. Any, any, any sort of consequence can be carried to such an extreme that it becomes abusive. So, yeah, spankings can be abusive, but are they abusive per se? No. The other side of that uh, screaming match is, and I discussed this in the first half, is uh, people who misunderstand, and they're well-intentioned, but they misunderstand the use of the term the rod in Scripture. And uh, they believe, because this misunderstanding is several centuries old, that the rod is a reference to a spanking, and what God means is that every time children misbehave, you should you know, hit them uh, on the rear end with something hard, a switch, a paddle, a belt, uh, something like that. And 
No, uh, uh, and and you can go if you want to hear what I said in the first half. This program will be a podcast through my website johnroseman.com on either Tuesday or Wednesday of this upcoming week. So because I'm not going to go through all that again. But I talked about this uh Wall Street Journal article on December the 17th, 2017, spanking for misbehavior, it causes more. That was the, that was the title of the, uh, of the article, Wall Street Journal. Spanking for misbehavior, it causes more. Anyway, this Wall Street Journal article concerned recent research into spanking, and the author, four sentences into the article, her name was Susan Pinker, makes two grievous errors. First, she says the children under seven cannot master their emotions. And second, she says a fair amount of misbehavior on the part of a young child distinguishes him from a robot. That's what she says, that, you know, well-behaved children are robots. (laughs) I mean, that's just ridiculous. But that's, yeah, I mean, you know, she's a journalist, and therefore there is a 95% likelihood statistically, that she is a leftist and therefore can't think straight. And she's not thinking straight about this at all. This is nothing but the same sort of drumbeat, progressive parenting drumbeat that we've heard from the left for nearly 50 years. Proper discipline, which should indeed instill reasonably good emotional control into children as young as four, turns children into unquestioning robots. You know, I heard this claptrap in graduate school, courtesy of my leftist professors. I really thought it had run its course, but it apparently hasn't. Anyway, Pinker says that a 2016 survey found that two-thirds of American parents are in favor of at least occasional spankings, hard ones even. And according to Susan Pinker, Wall Street Journal, that's bad news because another 2016 study, what's called a meta-analysis of five decades of research into spanking, found that spanking is associated with increased acting out and future mental health problems. Now, in all fairness to this Susan Pinker woman, who's a, you know, she's a journalist, She admits that these correlations do not prove a cause-effect relationship, but then she points out that an even newer study out of the University of Texas, Austin, the People's Republic of Austin, strengthens the case for spanking being an exacerbator. That means it increases the likelihood of future psychological and behavior problems stretching perhaps into adulthood. So what this study out of the University of Texas, Austin, found is that kids who are spanked have a higher likelihood of future psychological and behavior problems stretching perhaps into adulthood. Okay, so let's go back to the 2016 meta-analysis that found a link between spanking and future mental health problems. Uh, I'm familiar with that meta-analysis. It's a mouthful. And let me just tell you, without going deeply into this, it is full of methodological errors as well as selection bias. In other words, 
it means nothing. A meta-analysis uh, of, uh, for example, of 50 years of media coverage of spanking, this would mean something. I guarantee you that a meta-analysis of 50 years of media coverage of spanking, the issue of spanking, would find that the mainstream media has been quick to publish any research that maligns spanking, but has consistently turned a blind eye to research by credible, respected researchers like Diana Baumrand at the University of California, Berkeley, of all places, and Robert Larzalaire at Oklahoma State University, finding that parental spanking in moderation is associated with not only better behavior, but better psychological well-being. Having said that, I've taken a close look at this latest study, this meta-analysis, and truth be told, have no problem with its basic finding. I think it's accurate to say that most parents who spank, and I said this in the first half of the show, make a mess of it and accomplish nothing. And since they accomplish nothing, the behavior problems for which they're spanking continue to worsen. And that's what the research found, that kids who are spanked, their behavior problems get worse. And I say the overwhelming majority of parents who spank completely botch it and accomplish nothing, and so the behavior problems that they're spanking for continue to get worse. So, in effect, without meaning to, these researchers at the University of Texas, Austin, they agree with me. They agree with me. And I, like I said, they don't intend to because I'm a heretic psychologist. Furthermore, uh, research finds, and common sense confirms, in fact, that disobedient children are not happy children. So it makes perfect sense that researchers find that spanking is associated with later mental health problems since, again, we're finding that kids who spanked, who are spanked, their behavior problems get worse, not because they are spanked, but because their parents' spankings don't accomplish anything. And the more disobedient they become, the unhappier they become. And the crux of every mental health problem is unhappiness. So none of this is surprising or shouldn't be. But that's not an indictment of spanking, not at least unless the researcher in question set out intending to malign it. And being a social scientist myself, I can attest that most social, quote, science, end quote, simply finds what the researcher expected, even wanted to find, meaning that most social scientists are not scientists, they're ideologues. Again, today's parents, by and large, do not know how to properly convey authority. They think authority is expressed by using consequences. So they attempt to discipline by manipulating reward and punishment. That works with dogs, works well, but it doesn't work very well at all with human beings, children, especially the only species given free will by our Creator, under the circumstances, behavior problems worsen, parental stress builds, and emotion-driven and therefore completely botched spankings become increasingly likely. The conveyance of authority, and by the way, 
people. I've said this many times. I'll say it again. A child's natural response to the proper conveyance of authority is submission, obedience. The convey- and the opposite is true, too. The conveyance of authority is accomplished via a proper attitude, not proper methods. The characteristics of the attitude in question, calm, confident composure, are universal leadership qualities. That attitude is what causes a child to sign on as his parent's disciple, even if they do spank him occasionally. Thanks for joining the show. Remember, 6 o'clock Eastern Time every Saturday afternoon, American Family Radio. God bless you all. God bless your families. And hope you're having a happy new year thus far. 